This is the Root Advice Podcast with TikTok influencer Rudy A. Divorced after 16 years of marriage and single at 39, I share my mistakes and experiences to help your marriage improve your dating life and prepare you for life after divorce. everybody, welcome to the Root Advice Podcast. This is an episode that I'm going to be honest with you. I have been looking forward to this conversation and sharing it with everybody for quite some time, and it's regarding the Passport Bros. And for those who don't know, the Passport Bros is a movement or a group of young men uh, that's recently come to light and gaining a lot of popularity and traffic on social media. Uh, just to kind of give you an idea of what they are, a Passport Bro is more or less a person, and this is more or less the definition that we've heard on the internet, a young gentleman who's looking to explore, looking for a traditional woman outside of the U.S. And I've spoken about this group for a few episodes already. I've had, you know, relationship therapists on, other life coaches, other content creators. And there was a certain stigma regarding the passport bros. And I thought, you know what? It's kind of unfair to only speak to the passport bros in regards of what I've seen on the most viral videos. So I decided to reach out to an actual passport bro. Uh, his name is Austin. Some have called him. Again, I want to be clear here. He has not said this himself, but some have called him the king of the passport bros. Now, this gentleman, he's a young guy. He's 31 years old and he's traveling the world and he's living that life. And he's going to give us a true boots on the ground perspective on what a passport bro is. And uh, he also has with him at the time of this recording, he was in South Korea and he has a South Korean influencer friend named Marianne who joined the conversation. And I thought that was fantastic. You know, who better to ask questions about the passport bros and uh, the perspective of a passport bro than a foreign female living in South Korea. So again, Austin, thank you for bringing her on board and introducing her to me. I thought that was a great uh, addition to our conversation. So we're going to talk about more or less the stigma of the passport bros, what an actual passport bro is. Are American women trash? Are modern women, as they say, trash? In the U.S., he's going to answer that. We're also going to talk about some of the dangers and also some of the realities that young men, if you're looking and listening to this podcast and you're looking to explore this life, he's going to give you some real advice on what to do and what not to do and how to be careful and take care of your safety when you're out and about living this life. So this is going to be a very great conversation. I have to admit, this gave me a different perspective on what a passport bro is. Again, the ones that I knew of are the ones that have engaged me with rude comments, calling me simp, all these other juvenile uh, type of behavior, and a lot of bashing and hate and resentment toward women. And Austin is the first young gentleman who is a passport bro who is actually respectful, well-spoken, and really has a lot of things together. So I was really impressed with this conversation, what he had to say. So I can't wait to share that with you. But before we get to the show, I want to remind everybody, please, I want everybody who's listening to this, if you find my content helpful, if it's helped you in any way, please leave a rating five stars on any listening platform that you're listening on. If you're listening on an Apple device, I believe you can leave a review. Please leave more reviews. I have 20 reviews as of right now. I would love to at least have 50 before summertime. So please leave a comment. Be truthful about it. Five stars prefer. But if it's not five star, leave some constructive criticism and I'll read all comments on the air. Share with others. And if, if again, I'd like to make an announcement as well. I will no longer be going live on TikTok for any live. So if you're following me on TikTok or on IG, on any social media platform, and by the way, I just opened up a Facebook page. I know I'm late to the game. A lot of people have been telling me, go to, go to Facebook. It's really the engagement's there. And believe it or not, I've uploaded a whole library of my old videos 
And it's it, the, the views are there. I, I have to admit, I should have done this a long time ago. But YouTube is where I'm going to be at moving forward with all my lives. So if you want to catch me on a live discussion regarding cheating, you know, life advice, divorce, things like that, dating advice, you will only find me on YouTube. And again, subscribe to my YouTube channel. The link is in my description, and I'll have announcements on when I'll be live. And without further ado, here's Austin and Marianne and myself talking about Passport Bros. Enjoy. So, uh, Austin, let's go ahead and start with this. Uh, thank you for being on the podcast. And I really appreciate you being on as, as well as you, Marianne, and I'll get you'll, you'll get a chance to introduce yourselves in a bit. But the passport bros, uh, I yes. don't know if that's the proper term that we would like to use. <laughs> or Maybe it's an informal word yeah. to use has been a very popular trending topic over the past. I'd say if I'm using TikTok as reference, maybe the past six months to a year. And yeah. um, I knew very little about it. I'm a 45 year old man. I, I like to give young men advice, you know, people going through marriage, divorce, things like that. And there's a lot to it. So you, sir, Austin, uh, you said you're unofficially, but people have called you the original uh, passport bro who started this whole movement. Is that correct? People have called me that. Yes. I've been called king of the passport bros too, but oh, wow. I definitely do not consider myself that I believe because I was doing this for three years beforehand. And mm-hmm. I believe the movement started and they picked me up along the way. So I'm like mm-hmm. a surfer on the wave. I'm not the wave itself. So gotcha. there's still a lot about passport bros that I don't know. But mm-hmm. I mean, I started only seeing this about six months ago, but I definitely mm-hmm. see it picking up traction. I didn't see mm-hmm. big name podcasts even start mentioning it until a few months ago. And I really huh? feel like this conversation is going to be had more and more this year. Gotcha. And for those who don't know, Austin and uh, Marianne, if you'd like to give your advice or maybe definition as well, what is a passport bro for those who are listening and don't know what that is? Okay, so this term was news to me, too, but um, I've heard that it's uh, an American guy going abroad, um, usually to, you know, countries like that are poorer than America to find uh, traditional wives. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm-hmm. women so they're using their passport as a power kind of ticket token um to attract women from overseas that's what i've heard um okay but yeah i, I i'm not very familiar with the terms okay well thank um, you and uh, austin what what's your definition of that is it similar to marianne's it's similar but i don't think necessarily that it's always a um poor country for and that's one thing that I feel like here. My definition of a passport, well, let me get that first, is someone mm-hmm. who is willing to relocate to give themselves the best chance of finding a partner they can see a long term relationship with. And that okay. can do with a lot of like culture, a lot of society things. And I believe there are women as well who are willing to relocate to find someone who matches their views. I know Marianne was talking about. There are some women who actually would like to go west to find someone who's less traditional. And there's a lot of men who would like to go to other countries to find someone who's a little bit more traditional. Mm -hmm. But I think right now the passport bros definitely have a stigma. And I would like to explain it in depth to make it a little bit less jarring or like sound a little bit less harsh on the passport bro movement, I'd say. Okay. Okay. And for those who are listening, where are you both located right now? (laughs) (laughs) We're in South. Well, I'm I'm in Seoul, and okay. this is my office. So okay, 
Seoul, South Korea. But, mm-hmm. South Korea. That's so cool. Uh, again, I'm sorry. I don't know what the time zone difference is. I don't know if it's 1 a.m. or 4 a.m. in the morning. But again, thank you for doing this. <laughs> yeah, 2:30 a.m. Actually. Oh my god. Oh my god. That's crazy. <laughs> but uh, Austin, I have to admit, I'm I'm as an older man, I'm very impressed with you so far because yes, there is a stigma with the passport bros and a lot of the encounters. And again, I think a little bit is maybe initiated on my part because what I knew of it, and it's unfair because whenever there's a group of people, it's unfair. And I'll admit this, I'll call myself out. It's unfair to acknowledge that group with just the viral videos you see and place judgment on the viral videos. Cause there's always the extreme right over here, but then there's the middle of the people who are like normal, so to speak, like that can be political, religious. It could be many things. Right. Mm -hmm. So, with you, you are very well-spoken, well-put-together, and you seem like a charming young man. And I love that because I'll admit, you're the first one that I've encountered who has those <laughs> nice attributes, yeah. man. And I'm like, okay, this makes sense. I would love to talk to him and learn more about it. So when did you start this? You said three years ago, but was it your goal to find a traditional woman that had you go about doing this or so, just learning about other cultures and traveling? Yeah, I think honestly, I'm saying I'm a passport bro, but I'm not looking for I when it's time for me to settle down, I will be willing to live or ex- change locations to find a partner that would best fit my needs. But right mm-hmm. now, I got started because I worked really hard and I was able to reach this point in my life where I could travel full time, and so I'm mm-hmm. sort of owing that to myself right now, and I'm on my, you know, vacation phase. So I'm not necessarily mm-hmm. looking for a traditional wife at this time or even a, a partner at this time, but mm-hmm. I'm single. And so when I started traveling, um, I would meet people out at bars and meet people while traveling. And I would want, you know, someone to show me around and show me the culture. And I found no better way than, um, you know, go on a date and have them show you something special about their country. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, how old are you, if you don't mind me asking? I'm 31. 31. Okay. So you're still a young man. You've, you're not married, no kids and you're having fun, which is great. So (laughs) (laughs) that's what one should be doing before getting married at 23 or something like that. So I love that you're putting yourself out there and just learning other cultures and other experiences. What are some of the the stigmas that you've heard about passport rows that you feel that are false? Yeah. Well, Marianne said, said it as well. Like also I, like I said, this is a new movement and I'm not the, the movement itself. You know, right. they, if, I think if I start saying they're this and they define themselves as that, then I will get left behind sort of thing. And it is you. a lot of and it's it's true. Marianne's saying the truth that it's like a lot of going to countries where your money goes farther. And mm-hmm. so if you make $60,000 a year and you go to Colombia, it feels like you're making $180,000 a year. And it mm-hmm. is really leveraging that. Me personally, I know. I don't know if you can speak on this, Marianne, or are you more. I don't see a huge problem with that. If you treat the women with respect and treat them like you would any other woman, take them out on nice dates, don't abuse yes. it because there are people making $300,000 in the States that have the same sort of power dynamic, or there are companies that leverage that all the time as well. I mm-hmm. think you just have to be very careful with how you treat these people and not to abuse it. I would say. I hear you. I hear you. And and Marianne, what are some of the stigmas that you've seen or maybe in real life? Have have you seen a uh, uh, I guess an increase of American men going uh, to these countries uh, and are they being respectful? But what have you seen on your side from your perspective? Um, You know, I think (laughs) 
like this whole conversation I've uh, recently had with Austin and I was saying, you know, um, whatever these American uh, guys are looking for and for women too, they're looking for different things. So for example, for some women, appearance might be really important. For some women, money might be important. Um, For some women, maybe how tall you are is really important. And actually in Korea, um, we have marriage companies that, you know, specifically ask and pay a lot of money and it's a really popular thing and look when when you're looking for a partner and okay. whatever that anybody's looking for whether it's money whether it's you know even a part, I was t- telling Austin what's wrong with you know if that is one of the important factor for some people right um, like if that's your preference what's wrong with that right yeah, yeah it's just just like somebody liking somebody for personality or you know um so in korea like that's fine, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's a stigma, so, as, much, as much of a stigma against it. Because mm-hmm. I think even in America, there's a stigma against liking Asian women. They'd call you kind of like, they're like, so? oh, he's got yellow fever or he's fetishizing. You know what I mean? But I feel like <laughs> in Korea, I don't know if you guys feel that. But wouldn't much. they also say, like, I prefer guys with brown hair or. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Blue eyes or. Blonde hair, blue eyes is big. Yeah, tall, blonde hair, blue eyes. Yeah. So I women guess, in Korea love a man with blue hair and blonde eyes. Is that it? Um, it depends. I'd say a lot do a lot do. I, well, <laughs> yeah, I think I think it really depends. I think Korean women they like. I was telling, I was talking to Austin about it. Would they be up for dating um, blue-eyed blonde men? And then the answer is yes. Or he, he's handsome, but no, not for marriage. Gotcha. Gotcha. It's, it's, uh, I, this is the first I'm hearing about this. So in Korea, there's marriage companies. So is that the equivalent, I guess, of like a dating app, but just not at a larger scale where you hire so, somebody to find a mate for you? Yeah. So dating, it's, it was exactly the same way as dating app, but it's a real company. Uh, but then the dating apps are so bad, um, badly perceived in Korea. Um, really? Okay. Using it. And you'll find a lot of Korean guys do not take it seriously. And a lot of Western girls actually do get hurt by using um, these these apps um, if they are really seriously looking for a partner and they can't meet through mutual friends because we have this really big thing a blind date arranged specifically from mutual friends um, if they can't find anybody they will go through marriage companies and what's so different about these marriage companies is you have to prove everything so you have to talk about uh, ah, your height, okay. weight your annual <laughs> income but you can't just write it down you have to have the bank Account details. Whoa, you like provide like banking statements and yeah. all these and other things. It's like a mortgage. Yeah. <laughs> you have to um, actually uh, provide your health certificate too. And also talk about what your parents do, whether your parents are divorced or how much money your parents have or, you know, inherit everything. Um, and they match. Uh, gotcha. You know. That is uh, that's that's uh, that's it's interesting. Really I've never heard of that, but that's it's very in depth. That's awesome. And is the success rate? Let's say for those who do match up and actually meet, is there like a divorce rate or fallout uh, percentage <laughs> with the couples I meet, or are they all successful? Um, I know that uh, one year, like five hundred couples got married. These companies are. I think apparently expensive too because they arrange everything. Um, they choose the cafe. They choose uh, the restaurant, everything. You just have to turn up. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And women will ask for like, I want a doctor or I want a lawyer. And then the men will be like, I want somebody that's aged below 25 or, you know, who value, who wants to be a housewife or et cetera. Um, mm-hmm. You, you talk about all these things, including like the blood types, all yes. the smallest thing that in the West you'd be like, what? Like, you know, it's really well, it's, popular. Uh-huh. There's a really big ad. I think it's refreshing that you're like straight up with what you say. Cause I feel like sometimes I love it. you have to be a little bit reserved, right? Like we can't say, yes. I want a woman under the age of 25 or we'll get flamed. Like people would be like, women will yeah. get mad. Everyone will get mad. We can't have those requirements, even though maybe subconsciously we do, but we yeah, can't be as forward about it. I think yeah, even in Korea, like, sorry. Um, I think even okay. in Korea, like you, men won't say, Oh, I want young, you know? Yeah. But really like, <laughs> yeah it, and that's it, something you like of- as an older man i see like i have everybody has preferences and if you voice them and people get offended what the hell are they getting offended for i i don't understand that so <laughs> I, I i get what you're saying austin is like you can't be vocal women can be there's like a double standard here in the states women can be vocal and say they want six figures uh six what is it six abs six figures you know that whole three sixes mm-hmm. thing i don't even know it but they can say that, but men can't say they want an attractive fit woman because then, you know, we're body shaming and, you know, we're like something phobic, whatever, whatever phobic is recent or trending, <laughs> we're that. So we can, get, in essence, get canceled. It's so stupid over here sometimes. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> <You guys. laughs> yeah it, it's bad. It's, it's, it's so bad sometimes. But um, uh, one more question for, for Marianne. Actually, I got a lot more for yes, both sure, of you, but. Sure. Uh, Marianne, are there any, uh, I guess, other people in Korea or any, uh, like stereotypes or people like perceive American men coming, looking for a mate to your country? Do, do they look at them in a, a negative way? Because I did see uh, a TikTok and again, wh- how factual is TikTok? I don't know, <laughs> but apparently in Japan, women are calling American men who are going to their country to look for a mate, uh, losers back home is what they're calling them. And I've seen that trending video. Is there any stigma like that on Amer- for American men going to Korea? Um, I don't think so. I haven't heard about okay. that yet. Um, I feel like that's out of caution because I always talk about this in my TikTok. Um, you know, some red flags in America, Asian women won't be able to tell. Some red flags for Korean guys Western women won't be able to tell, hence there's why there's so many heartbreaks, etc. Um, I think the reputation um, about the military um, army, U.S. military, yes. um, that's that has they have <laughs> yeah. a reputation. Yeah. That's why some foreigners aren't allowed in clubs yeah. um, because of the really military. okay mm-hmm. okay. You get turned wow. away at a club, yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Um, now back to the passport rose, uh, Austin. Sure. Like this has been my experience with them because again, what I knew of a passport bro was a man who had zero success with American women. He thinks all Western women are trash. Mm-hmm. All, all of them are trash as multicultural as the U S is. We're all trash yeah. over here because they're all modernized. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they have this bitterness and resentment toward American women that they're, just going overseas to find women. And it's kind of like a, yeah, you didn't give us what we want. Now you lost out, honey. Now we're going to go over here. Like the jokes on you. It's kind of like this spiteful movement, but 
how I got, I guess, uh, hate, I got a lot of hate on my channel because of a comment, a comment I made. I'll explain what it was. I don't like you are a well-rounded young man. I can tell already you make a great first impression. So you're, you're fine. Uh, not that it's not, you need permission for me to do anything, but you're fine. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. But, I appreciate it. Yeah, but it's the young men that I'm seeing that are just bashing American women, bashing modern women, saying they're trash, you know, I'm not going to waste my time. I'm going overseas, but it's the insulting piece. And, they, and again, they have a lot of resentment. And I said, if you have a problem getting dates, I don't care where you go. The problem's you. If you're just an angry, resentful person and you had zero successful dating life in the States, more than likely that's going to carry over elsewhere because that's kind of like a you problem. And I got attacked saying I was a beta simp. I don't even know what simp means anymore. <laughs> like, like I thought that. simp was one thing, but I'm a beta simp. And I'm like, no, I'm just saying <laughs> if you had zero success in, in the U.S., that doesn't mean all the women are trash. That means maybe you got to level up and just improve your game. Maybe you need to wear better clothes, lose weight, something. But just work on you before bashing an entire demographic. So it's those guys I've encountered that insulted me. And the ones that had left comments are the ones who are saying that. So what are your thoughts on that? that with those guys going out there saying all American women are trash. Yeah. I think it's one of the things where like the most viral opinion is that I think like a lot of passport bros don't necessarily think that, but the ones who go viral definitely do. But right. we, I think you can agree with me as well. There is a toxic culture between men and women developing in the States. So I have yeah. sisters. I don't think all American women are trash. You know, like I have mm -hmm. um, sisters in the same age group. But I feel like there are some toxic cultural things that are really going on in the States. Like you're saying, there's a lot of double standards. And I honestly yeah. believe this is just a growing pains and the pendulum will eventually come back. And I think the passport broke movement is part of the pendulum swinging the other way um, mm -hmm. of sort of, you know, we won't put up with necessarily all the double standards. You have to be six figures. You have to be six foot. And sort of what happened is, Passport bros rose out of this environment in the States where uh, I think social media allows you to approach a thousand women if you wanted to and dating yes. apps, you can just swipe all day. So I've seen women's inboxes. There is no way a woman could message every single guy that talks to them. Right. There's just no way. And there's no way they can evaluate them on a personality level. So they need a filter and their filter has to be something they can see visually. You know, mm -hmm. so what are you going to filter on? You're going to filter on height. You're going to filter on lifestyle. You're going to filter on the things that you can see because there's a thousand people in your DMs and you're saying, I'll just do the hundred guys who are tall and rich and I'll mm -hmm. find one of them's got to be good, right? The problem mm -hmm. is if you don't pass that filter in the West, in the it's very hard to get even into a, to have a girl get to know you and she's just bombarded with attention as well. So I think there's two groups that fell out of that red pill. And sort of like red pill guys are more like, I'm going to do everything I can to become that six figure guy. And then I mm -hmm. get the girls and then passport bro is like, I want to go to a place where this necessarily isn't the culture. And to be honest, as a foreigner in another country, you do need less game. I mean, it's just, it's just the way it is. Like you will get, even if you're a little bit awkward, they can put that on, Oh, maybe it's a cultural thing. Or maybe, you know, I give you the benefit of the doubt and yeah. you will be a six figure dude. Like, and mm. it's okay for the women of those countries as well to prefer a man who's six figures. So you will pass the filter. Like if you go to Tinder in Colombia and you're, they can tell you're an American guy when you will pass that woman's filter. Cause she'll be like, okay, mm. let's see what he's about. We're in the States. 
you know, you're not going to be getting matches. You're not going to be passing filters. So it's true yeah. that I can't lie to you. It's so much easier to date in some of these countries than it is in the West. So I'm sure that's part of it, but not every guy is necessarily not getting girls. It's more like maybe you want a Colombian supermodel or something or so like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like maybe you're shallow and you just want like a beautiful woman from Colombia. You're not going to find that in the States. You're, or you won't pass that woman's filter in the States. Okay. Now let me you ask you this question. What, what makes, I, I have a question. Yeah, what sure. makes, um, what makes a pass like figure six figures? Like uh, yeah. how, why do they fail? Um, Oh, like why do the passes fail or why do the men in America fail? Yeah. Like what, mm. why aren't these women responding to these men? That's a great question. Like, I is think, it because they have bad yeah. personality or? Um, well, I'm, I'm, it could be that as well, but I think there are so many matches and so much attention being spread out on social media. It's advantageous as a man to just cast a wide net using leveraging technology to where if a, if a woman's on a dating app and we don't do the things necessarily in Korea, you were saying there's like, sometimes you make a shout out to your friend, find me a boyfriend and all your friends start looking and they bring you guys. But at, mm-hmm. out of those men though, who do oh, women pick? They pick out of the six figure guys. There's a thing in America, you have to be over six foot, make over six figures, and there's another six, six pack or something. Six pack, that yeah. That sounds like a condition to me. Yeah, right? Exactly. <laughs> so they're mad that they have conditions that literally we can't, a lot of them, average man can't meet a lot of these high standards. And right. less men are having sex in America than ever when it's the most sexually promiscuous. And I think what's happening is the guys who pass the filter get all the sex and then they treat the women bad. And then women give advice to men, but they're giving advice to guys looking for advice from women. They're talking to men they don't even notice. So it's right. like, why aren't you guys just more sensitive and like caring? And like, <laughs> I want you to text me all the time. Guys watching that video are not the guys they're talking about. Those are the guys looking right. for women. So they start behaving that way. It's just, it's a, it was a vicious cycle that probably happened over years. But here's the state we are in now. And I think... And, and here's my rebuttal to that as an older guy, like, mm-hmm. uh, like I, for, if you don't know, I was married 16 years. I got married at 21 and I got divorced at 39. So here I am at 39 going into the dating world at 2016. And I dated till I met my fiance, uh, in 2020. So I had a very successful dating life. I didn't know what I was doing. I had fun with dating apps and I did meet a lot of those toxic women. Mm. And I dated a couple of them because they were baddies and every guy wants to walk into the bar with the hottest woman and get the attention. It's like a stupid ego boost. So I dated those toxic women and they never lasted. And I don't, I'm not six foot. I'm only five, nine. (laughs) (laughs) I I make a lot of money. I own own my own house. I'm doing well for myself. Right. And I don't have a six pack. I have a dad bod. And (laughs) I had a great dating life. I, I, it's all personality in my opinion. And when I hear men say you need to pass a filter again, everybody has preferences, but the way I see it, if a woman's only looking for height and abs and money, why would you want to get into a relationship where money is a big factor? Now, of course, money and a career is important, right? We want somebody who's got their shit together and a good career business, right? If they're making six figures or not, as long as they have a good plan and good job, that's all I, we care about. But why why would you want to pursue or want a woman who's only looking at your income? And, yeah, you know, as you get older, looks fade. No one can keep abs forever. You know, I'm 45. Trust me. And jobs, you know, you can get laid off. So let's say something happens and you did 
medically can't keep up the, with the six pack. You have your high bill. Let's say you get laid off. You know, COVID ruined a lot of people's businesses and jobs. Is that woman going to still stay with you? And why do you want that if it's so artificial and so materialistic is what I tell a lot of young men. And then when I hear them say, I can't pass filters on Instagram. I'm like, well, don't hook up on Instagram Go organically. <laughs> yeah. Back in the day in the 90s, we used to go to places and we needed to have game and approach them and be charming and make them laugh and yeah. dance. Women love women who women love men who, of, uh, who dance. So that's how you approach women. And I think a lot of guys are missing that element. They think the only route is apps or Instagram, which works for some like you just called out. Mm -hmm. But there's another way to meet women like you. You're probably walking around every country meeting people organically, shaking their hands and introducing yeah. yourself. Right. I think a lot of men are forgetting that part. No, that's a great rebuttal, honestly. And if a pa and if a passport bro thinks that they can just show up in a country and find a baddie and it's going to work out. I'm an American. Here's my passport. Where are the women at? Right. You know, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's not going to happen. And I honestly think no passport bro is perfect. And I'm all for men improving themselves. And yes. I think a lot of like working on yourself will translate into dating, whether it is mostly your communication skills. I like if yes. I were to give advice for young men, it was like, just be able to talk to someone and get your point across. And then when you're meeting people, they can learn who you are in, an, in an, right. like, a digestible way. But I see what you're saying. And I, I understand the stigma against passport bros as well, because, you know, our stigma is that we're poor, that we don't got game. And that, uh, yeah, we have to go overseas to get laid, but yes, passport bros, see other passport bros that are actually doing it as having money as being it. Like who can travel? Like it's where the passport bros stigma is like passport bros sort of who are doing it and passport bros who want to do it. But in order to be able to fund this lifestyle, you're going to have to work on yourself to get money. So what I yeah. promote a lot on my TikTok is getting people into good fields. Like I have partnerships mm -hmm. with tech companies and partnerships with getting your certificate. If your goal in life is to find a partner, you should probably get your career in check as well. And if you mm -hmm. want to find a partner overseas, you should probably get a career that has remote work. So I don't mm -hmm. think the passport is the, the end goal. You get your passport. I'm set. I think there's yeah. a lot of steps, but I, I can't deny that the passport is a good amplifier of being able to find someone that you're looking that, you know, that meets your requirements, whether you're looking for something traditional, whether you're looking for a look, whether you have mm -hmm. like, you like women who look a certain way or behave a certain way. It's an important amplifier, but it's not everything. Okay. Okay. I have to ask a, a guy question. What, in what country, uh, what country has the most beautiful women? <laughs> I can't exactly be to me. Right. So I think men, yeah. you can go to a country where seven out of 10 women you will think is beautiful, which is, which yeah. is a beautiful thing. Like you can arrive, like I think in Korea, it's 95% Korean, right? Mm -hmm. And Korean women mm -hmm. are beautiful. They dress so nice and a lot of them take really good care of themselves. They're very feminine. And so mm -hmm. if you're into that, you will, you will see a ton of beautiful women here. Um, hey, Marianne, uh, let me ask Mar Marianne a question here. So there are, would you say there's a lot of traditional women in Korea? That's interesting. Um, it, it depends how you define traditional. So yeah, let's talk about that. Let's define a traditional. What is a traditional woman in, in your mind? So traditional woman in Korea would be just um, staying at home wives and cooking meals and looking after children and yeah, okay. just doing the house chores. 
Um, nowadays, there are less and less traditional women because of, you know, um, time and more and more women uh, focus on their careers. Mm-hmm. But I think even so, um, from the Western point of view, um, those women are, can be traditional. Um, okay. Does that make okay. sense? It does. Part of the other piece of traditional woman is a woman who doesn't have a high body count. So like, is it frowned upon in Korea that a woman be promiscuous before marriage or she's like, uh, is is that part of the culture or is that non-existent? No, the, that perception st- like really, really does exist. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah, it does. And, and even living uh, with exes before marriage, mm. um, living together is a big, it's, it's a negative thing. If you ask a U.S. guy, like <laughs> if you tell a U.S. Uh, guy, like, you know, I used to live with my boyfriend, that's, you know, you'd be like, obviously, um, it would be weird <laughs> yeah. if you have never lived with your ex, but in Korea, that's not as a common thing. It's, it's kind of a negative thing. Um, so there's no eloping, eloping in Korea. You can't elope. So I'm I'm sorry, uh, when you say living with an ex, does that mean living without being married or like you had a relationship, you broke up? Also, you have to be married to live together is what you're saying. Yeah. Living before marriage. A lot of couples do it, but a lot of couples Uh will also not want to talk about it. Um, (laughs) Or it's like, you know, not a like obvious thing that you have to go through. Like, you know, like a lot of couples get married. Okay. I had said elope, like uh, that's what people in the, uh, do in the U.S. If they're not married, they live together and they're living together before they get married, they're eloping or well, living I, in I sin see. if you're Catholic. Yeah, yeah. In Korea, if you live together, that means you're basically married. And if you yeah. uh, break up, that means you're basically divorced. Like that's the perception kind of. Yeah. What are the Korean men think about the American men that are now coming in or do they have like this maybe anger, like they're taking our women? Is there any kind of like a animosity toward this new uh, boom? Because as Austin said, and as I'm seeing on social media, it is growing. It's you becoming know, a, a big, a big movement here. You know what's funny? I think Korean men are more hostile to Korean women about that. In what so, way? Like you're betraying us or something like that? Or a what little do you mean? bit like slut shaming. Um, oh. so rather than attacking Western men, um, that kind of, mm. that arrow would go towards mm. a woman. I think um, American women. women are doing the same thing to passport bros. Like passport bros are now being attacked by American women. I haven't seen that yet. And I wouldn't doubt it, but yeah. I haven't seen that yet. <laughs> I've seen some, uh, videos where like there's women, uh, really, uh, just in the black community, really, because they're just like saying they're really upset that they're leaving. And then, you know, the black community is like, well, you left us no choice. You know, look at who you were. You're not feminine. We want feminine women. So going back, to, uh, Marianne, to the Korean men. So is it the same stigma that a woman would have living with an ex or being promiscuous before marriage? Are Korean men now like seeing Korean women in a similar stigma if they dated an American man? I don't understand the question. Sorry. Um, oh, I, can we phrase it actually? Yeah. Let me try to rephrase that. So, um, I guess like you said, they're looking at you like you're betraying us or having that type of feeling. If uh, a Korean women are dating American men, let's say that relationship didn't work out. Right. 
maybe a couple of years and you divorced or you broke up. Does that woman now have a stigma with Korean men? Like, oh, she dated an American man. You know, don't touch her. Does, is that type of stigma happening? I hope not. Not, not all, but I think certainly some um, guys would feel. Really? Yeah. Feel that. Yeah. Well, that's a shame. So that's a lot of uh, some part, like not all Korean men, I don't want to say all, some, some right. like there are, um, you know, but um Korean women, some Korean women who have had an international experience abroad, like whether, whether they were working or they, whether they were studying abroad, um, you know, uh, Korean men will say like, you know, she's been <laughs> corrupted. Yeah. Corrupted. Yeah. Or take, yeah. Okay. Okay. Something like that. Is there a yeah. name in Korean? Is there like a Korean phrase for it? Um, I can't think of uh, one, okay. but one, yeah, one not, curious. yeah. Yeah. Um, Austin, uh, how long have you been doing this? Uh, three years, you said? Yeah, three years. And what countries have you traveled to? I've traveled to Spain, Brazil, Colombia, Mexico, Indonesia, the Philippines, um, South Korea, wow. and Costa Rica. Okay, so it's fair to say you're experienced and a world traveler. So that's fair yeah, to say. I'm building, so I'm building it up. <laughs> that's awesome, dude. And again, I, I applaud you for being young and doing that. That's what everybody I feel should do. Uh, what are some of the realities that you think uh, some of these passport bros who think, you know, I'm going to get a passport? Like we touched on, like, hey, here's my passport. And I'm an American. All the women are going to flock to me. What are some of the realities and maybe dangers that you yeah. would tell young men that they should be on the lookout for before, you know, traveling? Absolutely. And I talk about it on my channel too, is that you are, your stereotype is that you're rich and that comes with maybe some perks of like women might be curious, like if they are into money, but also that the locals know that too, you know, local men, local women who are after money, it is a, you stick out. And this is mostly in South America, maybe the Philippines in um, other countries where the U S dollar goes very far or maybe so right. economically they're not. So you don't go there and flash your money around. I would like, uh, that's one of the worst things to do. And a lot of American men have that culture in them because in the American clubs, you go attract a woman, you kind of flash your money around, right? You wear your nice clothes. You go outside with your watch on and your nice dress shirt. It was do my dance moves. That. Not the, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Don't do that out in South America. They, they will get attention. It's called giving papaya in Spanish. You're giving papaya mm. and it's like you're asking them to rob you. You're basically offering like you're making yourself known. Okay. Um, and another thing is, let's say you are the dude just going overseas to find a baddie, the baddest girl you can find. If that's your fail, if you're going to go and just swipe on Tinder and like, I'm going to date the hottest girl I match mm -hmm. with, that girl is doing the same thing back to you. Like it's a two way street. She is going to be fetishizing your money. Or if you weren't getting that girl in the state, I feel like you can date comfortably about like maybe two points or something above mm -hmm. because there are people who are into Western men and there's not a lot of Western men around. So you might be, you know, if she likes dark hair and, and doesn't like, you know, she has a thing for Western guys, you will be able to, you know, it's dating's easier because you're just one of the few ones that are there. But okay. um, if she's a 10 and you're a five, like you have to be honest with yourself. What is happening? Like there, there's, mm -hmm. there's a, there's a range where you should be questioning. And, uh, and you, some people are into that. Some people want a sugar baby. 
Oh, you know, mm-hmm. there are dudes out there who just want to pay for a girl's lifestyle. And there's girls who want a guy to pay for their lifestyle. So I don't judge. Like I said, find your happiness. You live once guys and picking a partner is probably one of the most important decisions you can make. So yeah. I don't mind you going overseas for it. Yeah. I was so going to say like calling women, American women trash or any women trash or any guys like shady. I, I yeah. don't think that's very nice. Just yeah. do whatever uh, makes you happy, you know? <laughs> and if both yeah. parties are happy, then that's, yeah. that's all that matters, right? Yeah. I think the passport bros are making the mistake of talking about how shitty American women are, where they should just go do it and have live a life. But yeah, I think I got also, thousands of comments that say that all American women are trash and it's like, yeah, no, I think they're, yeah. they're hurt by it. Like American why? Women. Because they're independent or like, why, why are they trash? Well, I'll answer. Then I'll let Austin answer because maybe you'll get two different uh, perspectives here. But from what I've seen, uh, there are a lot of American women who aren't traditional. When we say traditional, uh, they're not feminine. They're very masculine and very aggressive a lot of them are career women and own businesses and good for them, right? They want to be successful in what they do. Perfect. But they come with this very aggressive type of um, personality and men, you know, men all over the world. I don't care where you are when you're working or out there, you're battling the world and you want to come home to a sanctuary. You want to come home to your partner. Who's going to be at your side, not be arguing with you or being confrontational with you. Not to say, not to say disagreements don't happen, but we don't want to come home with that personality. A lot of women nowadays don't cook uh, or don't know how to cook. Um, they don't have uh, those uh, those uh, feminine attributes that that is lacking. Uh, they're present here. Like I said, my my fiance, she's a very feminine woman. She's one of the first. And that's why I put a ring on it. Like, oh, I'm not letting <laughs> you go. Uh, I found peace and she's a wonderful, educated, amazing woman. And that gave me peace. No woman could ever give me that. I've had baddies and all that, but I always, that was always toxic relationships. So that's more or less what they're saying women don't have. And plus they're promiscuous. Body count is a big deal. Now, when you get older like me, you don't care about that. But from when I put my mind as a young man, I'm thinking, okay, everyone's promiscuous, but I don't want you to have more than me or maybe have less than me. As a matter of fact, a lot of the comments in my TikTok, and you're more than welcome. I just sent you a friend request, Marianne. So uh, you're more than welcome to look at the passport uh, comments. A lot of them saying they're looking for purity. And I'm like, okay, so you're the type of man who believes not to have sex before marriage. Ha ha ha. No purity on her. Not for me. I'm like, oh, so it's okay for you to go, put, you know, you know what and everything, but she can't touch anybody. Okay, bro. Good luck with that. So that's more or less to answer your question. What's your response, Austin? No, I think it's great. Well, I, I want to touch in. I think something that Marianne might not know about is like what came first in the comment sections of American social media. Women are trash or men ain't shit or I don't need a man. I think for oh, the past men ain't shit. I don't need a man. All that's been going on for a long, long time. A while. And so I think men have been trying to become and pass these bill or whatever. Like I think a lot of men gave it a good shot. Like a lot of these men grew up in America and they didn't, they weren't saying women are trash from when they were 13 years old, you know, 15 years old. Right. Just their experiences have made them say that. And also women are calling them. They ain't shit. I think we're all just yelling at each other. There's a huge fight going on between gender war. It's horrible. It's wow. horrible. For me, it just sounds like, you know, those independent women, career driven, they're amazing. So they just need to find somebody. If they don't cook. They just need to find a guy who likes to cook or, 
you know. Yeah, I agree. Vice versa. So everyone find what they want. Yeah. But some men may see, I'm not going to cook. That's a female role. No, I'm, oh, I'm no. The, supposed to be the breadwinner. I'm supposed to be the alpha. It's my castle. I want I, my queen. There's some guys, not all guys, but some. Yeah. This is really interesting that we just actually talked about today is that American men might come to Korea to look for more tradition. And that Korean woman might look at that American man as less traditional. So like yeah. you Ooh. guys might be meeting in the middle somewhere because you think Korean traditional has very different rules. So you could be like, wow, his rules are less traditional. Yes. Like I, for example, like being involved with the laws, calling the laws every day or every week or looking after them or, you know, the family commitment. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I don't oh. think is as important in the West. Okay, so uh, that's a good good point. If you don't mind me asking, Marianne, what is a traditional man uh, from, a, a, I guess, a Korean woman standpoint? Just like how you described, like women should cook or women should, okay. you know, um, yeah. So, um, like, he, should he be the breadwinner? As much or as like there's a di um, division in America, there's a lot of division between Korean men and Korean women too. Um, so it's the same. It's the same. Yeah. Wow. And then it, isn't that amazing. Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> but we don't follow certain rules. But I think expectations of a traditional Korean men are higher than, you know, for example, mm -hmm. like you're happy to have cereal or toast for breakfast. Mm -hmm. A traditional Korean men might want like a full rice side dishes soup kind of breakfast, um, which they're expecting a traditional woman to do. Right. Yeah. Whereas, you know, like, yeah, I'm not sure. so traditional women <laughs> will be happy to provide cereal or toast. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I think American men maybe are so craving some tradition, maybe, mm -hmm. that like even the smaller efforts will be seen as pretty traditional. Yeah. Where in Korea, you feel like you'd have to be extra, extra traditional to be considered a traditional woman. Yeah. It'd be like, oh, you're grateful for that? <laughs> yeah. <so, laughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> but it's also interesting because if, we, if the conversation has kind of been one sided, because if American men are going overseas to look for a traditional woman, what if they're not a traditional man in that country's eyes? Then yeah. they're not successful. I mean, they're going to have the same problem because whatever that attribute or behavior is, mm -hmm. it, it, they're still going to have that problem. So that's a that's a valid point that I never thought of. So, wow. And interesting. Women who are into Western men often view them as less traditional when they okay. arrive. But also their tradition is very strict. So as a traditional man in America, you're saying I'm a traditional man because I uh, provide, I'm the breadwinner and you're the stay at home wife. That's, that's what they, you know, they're like, that's good enough. You know, like mm -hmm. he's meeting my requirements for a traditional man. Right. Right. Uh, and again, uh, roles vary. Uh, my fiance and I kind of go like with the 50, 50 route since I'm an older guy and, and that's perfectly fine. You know, we accept yeah. each certain roles and, um, it's worked out beautifully with us, but I get how some men want that. Uh, and I hope they do find it and it's a shame they couldn't find it in the U S and I'm sure, like I said, there's plenty of traditional women here. Uh, it's unfortunate that a lot of them, and I've asked a lot of them, like how many years of experience have you dated? And a lot of them are 19. And now they're 22. I'm like, that's it. And you're like, <laughs> all women are trash on two years of dating. Dude, come on, yeah. leave Houston, go, go to Dallas, go yeah. somewhere else, man. 
Well, but, I started uh, traveling. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I wish I started traveling sooner. So I'm in a weird case where I'm like, I want to get these guys out of country for a bunch of different reasons. And it's almost like if, if your reasons are shallow, you say you're a man, you dream of a beautiful woman. The man you have to become to get that woman, the stages you're going to have to grow and progress. Yes. And it's okay to have that shallow goal because it's going to grow you as a man. And then once you get it, you can understand it's, you know, there's not a whole lot there, but get yeah. it first. It's like a lot of people saying more money, more problems or money doesn't solve happiness. Mm-hmm. Tell it to get rich first. You know, don't tell it to a <laughs> poor person, like go, you know, get it and then learn from it. So I think anything to get young men to travel, young American men, Americans in general need to travel. So I'm like, Hey, go, go travel. Yeah, like just not just travel for women, just travel for like there's so much cultural, you know, diversity, you know, it's so different. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've traveled and, you know, in the UK, Europe, US, diff- completely different sense of humor, culture and all that. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. It's wonderful. And Asia is all like totally different as well. It yeah, just uh, widens I, your, yeah, you know, I... Yeah. Mm, yeah, I've never been, but I definitely do want to travel, you know, to see the world differently. And uh, I think a lot of men, I think people need to do that in general, because a lot of times I feel like uh, as an American, I'm, I'm in San Antonio, so I'm about four hours from Mexico. So uh, and I'll get to that in a bit. But I think a lot of people are kind of like caught up in their own bubble and think their world is just that. But it's it's so diverse and it's so beautiful if they just kind of went maybe a thousand miles out of their home and just travel the country. Not in Cancun doesn't necessarily count. As going across the country, traveling yeah. abroad, you go to other countries. Mm-hmm. But um, like, I think a lot of the misconceptions is a lot of young men think that finding a traditional woman may end up being like the answer to their problems. And I don't think that may be the case sometimes. Let me kind of explain again. I'm in San Antonio. It's a, it's a military city. A lot of men are coming from overseas with foreign wives. Right. And then there's a lot of men here in San Antonio who said, you know, I'm tired of this. I'm going to go to Mexico and find me a beautiful traditional woman who's going to cook for me and do this. And this has been going on for years, a long time. Mm-hmm. And some of the dangerous stories I've heard from cousins and family members who've done that, a lot of times they get hustled. A lot of times they go to Mexico, they do find a beautiful woman, she's wonderful, all that, but then she gets married and then there's a green, the, the green papers. And now <laughs> she's a legal American citizen. She just kind of went through a loophole and didn't have to go through 13 months of citizenship She's now an American citizen with rights, benefits, insurance. So what does she do? She brings her entire family from Mexico over to his house. They're all living in his place, taking care of him. And then she becomes, I guess, quote unquote, Americanized. I don't know if that's the case or not, but in some cases, she then divorces him and takes his house and everything. So now her whole family is uprooted to Mexico in the in the U.S. They have a home and now she's got child support and alimony. So there are some long game people out there who know the long game. And I don't think a lot of uh, young men understand that. They have to be careful. Have you seen any stories like that? Um, Well, I'm traveling. I've been able to detect it. And I'll always tell guys like trust your gut instinct. And you say detected like what red flags did you see? um, Red flags are moving really, really fast. Like, oh, yeah. Like as far as trying to talk about marriage, talk about kids talk about any of that. That's not a normal conversation. Like day date three, that's not, you know, there's a, there's a goal at the end of that. You know what I mean? Um, and consistency as well, you know, and it's, it's okay to, to, I think your instincts are 
people's instincts are pretty well. If it's too good to be true, then it probably is. Yeah. And I think those instincts, I think those instincts sometimes get clouded when they have a beautiful woman telling them that I want to marry you. uh, And we lose our mind. (laughs) Biggest temptress is I would say Colombian women be careful sometimes with Colombian women because they, they know the game. They will play the game, but them, but they're beautiful, traditional, amazing Colombian women as well. I'm just saying, mm-hmm. and that's another part of being a growing as a man is your communication skills and building up, being able to detect that thing. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, trusting that, but it's scary. It's scary to bring her over and have her take all your stuff. And <laughs> yeah, it definitely happens. A woman yeah. in America could do the same thing. Mm-hmm. And it's funny you mentioned, I asked you, what are the red flags? And you mentioned, you know, the common sense things that they bring up marriage or kids too soon. That's a red flag in the dating space here. So it's the same kind of red flags to look out for. Yeah. But I guess you're going to a different world. You maybe be lost in the culture and just kind of forget about it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's funny. You're saying this is talking totally opposite of passport, bro. I hope you like this. Something's happening with white women or Western women coming to Korea where they're getting confused about the culture and moving too fast. And you could probably speak on this. Yeah. And a lot of them are getting hurt by Koreans. Yeah. Well, explain, like, what, what have you seen? He was, so a lot of Western girls um, come to Korea and uh-huh. they find a really nice Korean guy and he wants to, you know, be, like, become, um, have her as his girlfriend and then afterwards gets ghosted or after they you know um and they don't understand these things um and korea yeah so they just you know wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah and and it's very common for korean gu- korean guys to ask somebody out or say things like i love you um after like a few weeks um it's just a korean relationship kind of stage is very different and these korean men have the wrong ideas in the western women so they ask really horrendous questions. I don't like that. And they would never do that to Korean women, but they would do that to Western women. And also wow. in Korea, you have to date before you hook up. So yeah. like, let's be boyfriend and girlfriend. I love you because yeah. you almost need to be a boyfriend and girlfriend to hook up. Yeah. But as a Western girl, she's so, it's almost like it's really hard to get a man to commit to you like that. So she's so excited. Mm. She's like, yeah. I have a Korean boyfriend. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah you become boyfriend and girlfriend first. Before um, sex, before anything. Yeah, that's very common. And how long is, the, again, I'm asking because I don't know and every culture is probably different, but how long is that courting process? Like to say, like, I've dated you long enough. Now we're official. Does that take months? Is there any like you have to meet my father? Is there any type of the no. uh, I guess customs like that? You don't meet each other's parents un- unless you're you're t- thinking about getting married. Um, so okay. you don't, yeah, you don't go around each other's houses either. Um, that phase of talking and we we call them we call it some like something some, some, and usually it would last for about three weeks and then you become boyfriend and girlfriend usually. Oh, okay, and it's funny. Um, and again, thank you. I'm learning a lot. And thank you, Marianne, for being on here, but. Uh, a lot of American men tend to like drop out. And again, not all American men. Right. But like they say, if they don't at least hook up within the first few dates, they drop them. And, you know, you're wasting my time. You're wasting my money. I'm spending money on these dates and I'm out of here. So a lot of uh, young men are impatient when it comes to that courting process. They want to hook up right away. Right. Yeah. I kind of understand that because I, 
lived in the UK for a long time uh, for a long time so I am like you know used to the western culture as well as the um Korean culture as well um it's just mm-hmm. a different process you know um there's no right or wrong you know some people might think it's really important to get to know each other before you become official boyfriend and girlfriends and have that committed relationship for some and I found that a lot in my TikTok there are a lot of um other people from other countries saying like, you know, living before marriage is a crime or apparently it's illegal in Indonesia. Yeah. So, yeah. Sex really? before marriage is illegal in yeah. Indonesia. They're trying to make it. Yeah. Wow. Apparently so. I only found that out um, from all that those comments. So you yeah. find all these really interesting and different views. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's very important at the end of the day, like it's what you believe and you can't say something's wrong or something's right. It's just your own belief. And okay. Okay. Wow. That is something else. That's, that's something else. Like, uh, I, I guess I can to from, uh, from the American side over here, I did notice because again, I'm older. I dated in the nineties and it was very similar to what you just said, Marianne, like you, you had to date somebody, take them to dinner before anything like hooking up, right? You there was like a courting process, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I was shocked at 2016 how sexually aggressive women were, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not complaining. I've been with the same woman 20 years, so I had my fun. But I was amazed how aggressive they were. And sometimes we hooked up the first date on the way to the movie, and I'm like, okay, we're gonna go. Okay, sure, why not? But I, I, I remember like, okay, I'm going to roll with this. So the culture is very uh, sexual here in the States. And there's like this, also this woman's, I guess, liberation or maybe woman's movement that, you know, they can finally do what they want with their bodies. And, you know, for us men, we can't speak to that because we do, we get canceled. Uh, But I can see why, um, I don't know about purity, but I can see why a guy wouldn't want a woman who's not as promiscuous. I think everybody, man or woman would want that. Who wants to marry somebody who's been with, hundreds of people. And, uh, and that seems to be the normal body count for young adults. I had a woman on the, my podcast, Angela Knight, and she's 28. And a lot of her friends are in their twenties, early twenties. And they have body counts, at least in the hundreds, a hundred yeah. men before That's 25. Crazy. And I'm like, I got married at 22. <laughs> my body count was two. I can't imagine having a yeah. hundred partners at such a young age. I have a weird, I might get canceled for this opinion, but I have a a weird opinion on it that I'd like to say of like, you want to say, go ahead. (laughs) So (laughs) women were sexually oppressed for a long time. Like we have to give it like, there were so many rules about women's sexual oppression. And now I feel like we don't, now that there's more liberation, we don't want to, they don't want to hear any consequences. It's like, I'm done with your consequences. Those are just tied to patriarchy. But I think, Mm -hmm. Men understand sex has consequences, even pornography, right? If a man oh, watches yeah. too much pornography, he can lose his interest in his wife or he cannot, you know, but and and a woman can get sex so easy if she treats men who want to sleep with her as pornography, her porn is some dude in her house that doesn't care about her. That's going to fuck mm-hmm. her and leave her. And it could be the hottest guy she can find, but he's not into that girl. So there are real consequences to it. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to slut shame at all. I'm just saying, we're right. doing young women a disservice by saying you're sexually free. Anyone that tells you there's anything wrong with that is wrong. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, they're getting a little bit misled. But I think biologically as well, like biologically women are at higher chance of getting, you know, cervical cancer or HPVs right. or mm-hmm. they can get pregnant. 
Yeah, that's a big I one. I think, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they have to go through the whole process if they want to have a baby, if they want to get abortion. It's women's body that, unfortunately, yeah. I think gets um, a bit more harmed than men. I agree. I, <laughs> I agree. Um, awesome. Before we wrap up, I have another question. Since we're on the topic of sex, um, again, in the comments that I saw, and again, I'm just referencing those comments, there are guys going to get laid and hook up mm-hmm. and like, uh, th- like going on a sex parade. I'm going to travel the world and hook up with all these women. Realistically, like speaking for myself, I would be terrified to sleep with anybody <laughs> again, because STDs getting somebody pregnant and I'm in another country. How are you going to handle that? Right. Uh, is, is abortion even an option in some of these countries? Like there's so many consequences to sex. And that's one thing I see as an older mm-hmm. man. I see all these channels on how to hook up with girls and how to get laid, but no one talks about the damn consequences of getting herpes or getting yeah. a woman pregnant. No one ever talks about, okay, you got her pregnant. Here's how to be a father. No one talks about that. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody. So what are some of the, I guess, I, how, how do I ask this? Some of the consequences are dangers in some countries. If you are promiscuous with some women, I mean, Think about it in the U.S. If she says no, of course, and you're still in the act, that's considered rape. So it's a mm-hmm. very fine line of being cautious uh, and you know, listening to consent. Uh, so yeah. is, how is it in other countries out there? I, I, I did. I went through this phase of like a lot of people called me, you know, like a sex tourist or something. And it yeah. was and it's, I'm a single guy traveling the world and I want to have fun. So I am going to be hooking up. But I think. Um, it's all about how you go about it, right? There are women in these countries who want to have fun, who just want to have mm-hmm. fun as well. There are women who are looking for something more and you can't abuse that. You can't, you can't promise them citizenship or be like, right. you know, giving things that they want and then using that to leverage to get sex. I think that's a really shitty move. And I think anyone doing that is, is being, is acting shitty. Um, and yeah, some of these countries, you know, they don't have plan B. Or they, or it's illegal. Right. Abortion's illegal. They don't have that, so you have to be careful, protect yourself. But um, you know, everyone lives once. It's your body, and I think it's more connection, quality over quantity as well. Like I take girls on dates sometimes just to learn about the culture. Like it's yeah. if you're a man dating overseas, really take that opportunity to have her show you important things about their culture and their and their life and. You know, when you first date someone, they share their life story and it's it's really, really cool and amazing when their book begins in a totally different place than yours. And right. I, so I'm on the edge because I love dating overseas and I love meeting mm-hmm. new people. And I am a single guy. And I'm kind of having this moment in my life. But also you can go about it a slimy way. I think it's just how you go about that. Um, mm-hmm. And of course, protect yourself wear condoms <laughs> yes. and, uh, if, and be careful, get places with security. If you're in places in South America, um, women will take stuff from you. I've had one instance where a woman took something from me. So, you like know, they, you? or yeah, they didn't like rob it. me, but they just took like, took things from my, uh, Airbnb, like spent the oh, night. And so, okay. Something went missing and I am very highly suspicious, but <laughs> I <would> say, <laughs> I'm going to say, be careful. I'm going to say, be careful. Yeah, because I, I can imagine there's dangers. Like I, I can imagine there's some men out there who think it's just free game. I'm going to sleep with whoever and maybe get arrested for rape and are now in a foreign jail. Uh, have you heard of some stories like that happening? I, I have not heard of stories like that happening. But the, the more Good. common thing. Yeah, I think honestly, it's sad but true. But actually, I don't even want to put that information out there. But I think it's harder than you think in other countries to accuse someone of that. 
But oh. what, what's more common is a thing called scopolamine. And there's what is more that? guys get drugged on dates than women in Colombia. There's a drug called scopolamine where they literally blow it in your face or put it in your drink and you become super submissive. It's made from a flower that grows in the area. And you will. You I will saw that Vice ATM. special. It's called the Devil's Dust, right, or something like that. I yep. saw the special on Vice. Like, you, like you lose yeah. eight hours, and they just rob you, but you're totally conscious, and you can they move around, right? That you, they, you'll be like, they'll be like, open up your, you know, Venmo. Yeah. Give me your PayPal. There's a great Send YouTube video on it, and you just yeah. do it. Um, that's why it's important. And but honestly, you can tell. Uh, like, so I tell my men when they go on dates, you know, never say you're traveling in the country alone. Say you might be meeting up with friends later, you know, share your location, share your, and guys get upset with me. They're like, I don't want to be doing all that. I'm like, welcome to dating as a woman anywhere in the world. Like you have to, t- right? Like we, okay. we can, as a man, you can kind of be a little frivolous with your dating, but if you're dating overseas, just follow the same rules women have to follow and it'll, it'll make you a lot safer. Good, good. And uh, I have a, a, a one question, final question for both of you. And I'll start with Marianne. To all the uh, American women who are listening and who have a stigma about the passport bros. And again, from you being a, a woman overseas in Korea, like what would you want to tell American women about the passport bros and from your perspective? I feel like they're just... Mm doing what's best for them, really. Um, if it is their choice and, you know, it's up to them to be robbed or get drugged <laughs> or... Yeah, you know, if they start being um, done with it. Yeah. Um, if they're really looking for a genuine partner, um, wherever it is, uh, it doesn't have to be in America. Like, it can be somewhere else. It doesn't have to be in Colombia. It doesn't have to be, you know... Um, you never know where you're going to find your partner. Um, same like for American women too, like they could find their partner in Colombia, in Philippines. Right. Um, yeah. yeah. And, and same for, you know, the guys who are calling American women trash. I don't, I don't think that's nice <laughs> just because they <laughs> are focused in their career. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I mean, again, going with that attitude, I think anybody who has that type of hatred or animosity, we've all been around people who have that negative vibe. And I'm sure Mm -hmm. no matter where you're at, what country you're in, no one wants to be around somebody who carries anger in them. Yeah. It's just a horrible. If that's what makes these passport bros happy, um, Mm -hmm. it's on them, you know? Yeah. And if that's what makes the, you know, women in other countries, if they want to marry past these passport bros, um, it's because they want to, they see something in them, um, that mm-hmm. American women don't see. And that's not, yeah. you know, um, all right. Okay. Yeah. And Austin, again, I'll close out with you. Uh, last question. What would you want the world to know about the passport bros movement? Again, we talked about the stigmas, but Mm. to all the women, like I said, who have like this American women have this animosity toward them. What would you like to tell the world about the actual passport bros and what you feel they are? Like every movement, it's a big movement. There are bad actors in the movement and there are good actors in the movement. And unfortunately people like to call out and the bad actors go viral more than the good. So I think not every person willing to go overseas to date with people they find better connections with or whatever your reasons are, 
um, not everyone's a bad person. You know, finding your life partner is one of the biggest decisions of your life. And I think it's between you and your partner and you shouldn't be allowed to do it. And I just wish that more people saw the passport bros as um, someone willing to do someone willing to just give themselves the best chance and not necessarily trash women or or go over to them and le- over leverage it or be shitty. Um, yeah, they shouldn't. They should certainly not brag about it because because I've seen TikTok videos yeah. of them just holding up. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I yeah. think, yep. and I honestly think those people are probably responding to men ain't shit or men are trash. Mm-hmm. I think it's like when you get poked fun at, you want to poke fun back. But yeah, yeah. All right. All right. And again, everybody, uh, thank you so much for being a pocket. Marianne, it was a pleasure to meet you. This was a pleasant surprise. Uh, pleasure <laughs> to meet you. Uh, tell everybody where they can find you. Like what are your social media handles? Um, it's English Korea. I've started doing that TikTok. I talk about cultural differences um, awesome. and all things Korea uh, related. So yeah, okay. you can find me there. Awesome. And awesome. Where can people find you? Uh, digital Bromad, digital underscore Bromad on TikTok and the digital Bromad on Instagram. This I've, I've talked, I've spoken to many people and this was one of the best conversations I've ever had on the podcast. And uh, I really do appreciate both of your insights and perspectives. I think um, this is going to really give everybody a different perspective on the passport bros. And again, uh, g- giving light to young men like you you both that, Hey, there's wonderful people out there with, you know, good mindsets that are really just trying to explore <laughs> cultures and just meet other people. So I think it's a wonderful thing. And I thank you both for your time. Thank you so much. Thank Rudy. you so much. I really hope you enjoyed this conversation. Again, I want to thank Austin and Marianne for being on the program again, providing us a different insight and perspective on what the passport bro movement is, who they are. And again, Marianne, thank you so much for your lovely presence and your engagement, uh, your insight and knowledge was was amazing. So thank you so much. And I hope we get to do more collabs in the future. And again, if you'd like to follow them, their social media links are down below in the show description and also my, my links as well. And also my links are there as well. So please follow, subscribe and stay tuned for more podcasts. If you'd like to request a particular topic for the podcast, please email me directly or message me on IG and let me know. And uh, I just want to get that engagement with you. If you believe I have not touched on a particular topic, I'd love to speak to that. But again, everybody, thank you for your support and engagement. I'll see you next time.